Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love podcasts? Yeah. Did you poopy? Yeah. You know, a lot about what we're talking about on this podcast is really how your past shapes your future. And I don't think anyone had more of a dramatic turn than you, especially in your book, Wifey 101. I mean, you literally came from the trailer park and are are now on a podcast hosting a TV show and in a loving family. Well, there's no shame whatsoever in coming from a trailer park because here I am. That's true. Like I did. I came from a trailer park. I had custody of my siblings and yeah, I lived to tell the tale. And it's not just living to tell the tale. I mean, you fought for your life and you fought to where you, you, you got here. I mean, it's, it's literally the, the biggest success story ever. And it's, and it's something that I look up to and admire in you. Well, thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. Yeah. I was really happy to write Wifey 101 to kind of share my journey and hopefully inspire others who are going through that same type of a hard time. So it's available on Amazon. You can go to amazon.com and just type in wifey101. You'll be able to grab my book there. And you can also get a signed copy from my website, jamieotis.com. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like, please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week, we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh, yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for episode three We're of back. Marriage Cool Parents. That's right. We made it past three. Well, two. This is three. Yeah. And we're going to make it well into two. Or... You already did two. Oh, my goodness. I swear to goodness. And I think on the first episode, you talked a lot about number two. Like going number two? Yeah. And squirting it out of my mm-hmm. tushy. Oh, all right. <laughs> there we go. What a perfect introduction to our guests today. Does anyone else get delirious when they're pregnant? It is 10 o'clock at night when we're recording this introduction. We record these ahead of time so that they can be all wrapped up nicely for you guys with a bow. Signed, sealed, delivered. Every single Wednesday morning, we have a brand new episode out. And this is episode three, which is me telling Doug that we're pregnant. Yes. So before we announced it to the world, I knew ahead of time. I mean, I would be a terrible wife if I told the whole world and I didn't tell you. Yeah, that would be kind of weird, actually. That, that actually would be kind of cool because I'd mm-hmm. love to see your reaction. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, admittedly, I was taken off guard with it. So when you hear the audio, there's not going to be really anything 
too special to it. I mean, well, that's it's not, true. not the greatest of audio, but it is a genuine, true reaction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been through a couple of these already. And, you know, it's, it's tough to get super excited right away. When you just lose the baby. But also, I've never, I mean, this was, and still an early time where we had Henley and it was a pregnancy announcement. And the first thought was Henley. She was in my mind. Yeah, if you guys listened to the last episode, he explained that he felt bad for Gracie, but I think I it's it's great that she's going to be a big sister. But without further ado, we wanted to share the audio from when we had literally just gotten back from Disney. And I swear to God, I knew I was pregnant. So I, I went right to the bathroom and peed on a stick and it came back positive. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I was like, why is she filming Henley eating? So yeah, so, I, so this is what happened. So I go upstairs and I start recording on my phone because I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. But Dr. said no, and I have to surprise him. But I have to get the, you know, like I'm all about capturing the moment like on a video. So I start recording and then like I sneak downstairs and I pretend like I, I don't even, I like pretend like I'm recording. Story. I pretend that I'm recording Gracie eating, but really I was trying to be like super calm and collected so he wouldn't catch on that I'm actually telling him we're pregnant. So, uh, yeah. So without further ado, here is the audio of that. And we also have it on YouTube. If you guys want, we have a YouTube channel, shameless plug here, but you can check it out because you can see the whole behind the scenes of me telling Doug that we're pregnant. And it was just, it was a really special moment, even though I was, I was less than happy with his response. I was expecting, oh my God, we're pregnant finally. You know, it's, it's a little bit difficult when every bathroom has at least two or three pregnancy sticks in the garbage. I take you literally took 15, which I want to give everybody before. Okay. Last thing, last tip before we share the pregnancy, I guess, sharing Doug, telling Doug I'm pregnant. You can go to this is not an ad whatsoever. This is not sponsored in any way, shape, or form, but I've been dying to tell you guys on my Instagram story and I just haven't had a chance. You can go to Amazon and get pregnancy tests for like 50 cents each. Like you, I literally got 20 pregnancy tests for like eight or ten dollars, something like that. 100% not an ad. I don't even know the brand, but they work. Trust me, they work. So if you are someone who's been taking a lot of tests and like literally spending half your paycheck on <laughs> like tests, that's my tip to you. All right. Here is the audio. I hope you guys like it. I love it. It makes me, me so happy. Okay. So we just got back from uh, Florida. We just took our very first family vacation since Gracie was born. We went to Disney and had such a good time. And I was drinking the beginning of the trip because I was like, you know, why didn't think anything. I mean, I was hoping I'd be pregnant, but I haven't been pregnant so many times, like month after month. I've been, we've been trying to get pregnant. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy our vacation. I'm not going to go crazy. And <laughs> then, you know, my period was late, but it's been late before and I had a, like a chemical pregnancy. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go crazy. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up just to be like, you know, just to get my period basically. <laughs> and then just be disappointed. But then today is day five with no period. And I was like, last time, you know, I've always been very honest about like the journey. The pregnancy struggle is real for so many women. And I don't even, you know, I don't even know how some women deal because I, I can't imagine going further and further. But anyways, long story short, I like got home. I mean, I was so sick in the car. I just could, I could just tell. I was like, I think I am. But then I've thought that before. So I'm like, I don't know. I get home and I pee on the test 
and it is definitely positive. I mean, there's not a doubt about it. And I ran upstairs <laughs> so I could just quickly take this video because I want to surprise my husband because he's definitely not expecting this. I mean, there's not a chance. So he's downstairs, he's feeding our daughter and I left the pregnancy test disgusting right there on the counter. <laughs> and like I hid it underneath my sweater, which is even more gross because I had to pee on the thing. But I wanted to seem like super relaxed and cool. And I just want to genuinely surprise him and get his reaction because we're having our second baby. Well, third, if you count our angel baby in heaven. So here we go. Let's see what his reaction will be. I'm so excited. My daughter's going to be a big sister. Okay, here we go. I'm going downstairs. He doesn't know I'm building. So we have to be quiet. Do you hear Hi, what are you doing? Are you eating dinner? Did we just have such a fun vacation? And all of our stuff is still not unpacked? Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. I'm done. Yeah, we're, we've literally been traveling all day. We got up at 7 a.m., had breakfast. What else did we do, Doug? Had, bre had breakfast, I said that already. Uh, then basically, like, took the hour drive to the airport. Yeah. And then... I watched Curse of Oak Island. Oh, that's good. And then we're on a plane, and then we drive an hour home. And then... This is so weird, Doug. Look what they left. Are you for real? It's for real. We're gone. <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry, oh, Henley. Oh. You just did it? I just I just did it! And it's positive. <laughs> like it's for real. Are you positive? Because <laughs> this has happened before and it's like you get a little scared to be I'm positive. Mm -hmm. I have to yeah, be. Like, you called it. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? You're gonna be a big sister. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're gonna be a big sister. Yeah. That's it, Doug? That's your reaction? Um, it's awesome. I'm so happy. Like you don't seem very. I am so overly happy, like almost too happy to react. I don't want to hurt the baby. That's what I want to do. How are you? This is crazy. Oh. We're pregnant! Finally! <laughs> we didn't even have soap. It's a miracle! <laughs> it's baby Jesus. You're gonna be a big sister, Henley Grace. <laughs> See, it wasn't the greatest of reactions, but it was a genuine reaction. Well, it was genuine, that's for sure. And I definitely called you out on... I, I like wanted you to be like fall off your chair so excited internally i was but you were just kind of like sat there and was like oh yeah all right <laughs> like aren't you excited for having a baby you know we've been through we've been through a couple up and ups and downs and i don't know I, I mean even with henley i didn't get excited until midway through the second trimester i mean it was still a super awesome announcement and once i started seeing your belly that's when things got real and i got more and more excited but the, it was more of the build-up 
yeah. to the parking city. There's always like that struggle of, you know, you, you're obviously so excited, but if you've suffered from a loss before, then you, you want to connect with the baby, especially as a woman. I, I wanted to connect with mm-hmm. Henley in my belly, but I was scared to, and then I want to, and then I, I'm scared too. It's like that, like, it's almost like when you're a teenager flirting with boys, <laughs> you know how like you flirt and then you don't, and then you do mm-hmm. and you don't. Like, it's just almost like the same thing. I don't know if that's a... Yeah, that was a terrible it. example. <laughs> that's a that's terrible, greatest, but, yeah. terrible example. But... <laughs> Explain that again. No, I'm done. <laughs> so you would flirt with boys and then stop flirting with boys and well, then start to flirt with boys and then not get excited over it. Is that the analogy? Well, I mean, doesn't every girl in boy do that? Like, don't you play that like game back? Not and forth? really. Okay, fine. Well, we were way off track here. I'm so excited because today on the podcast we have one of my very best friends, Erica Ekman from Everything Erica. Yeah, you didn't even grow up with her. No, you know what's so funny is that you met her on social media. I did meet her on social media, and a lot of people always ask. I mean, she's one of my best friends now. It's she was. You know, like I guess, like a fan of Married at First Sight. Her and Dan are great people. I mean, they're absolutely—they are so incredibly intelligent. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, so loving and warm and giving. And literally, we're going to share the story about how we met. But she reached out to me on Instagram, and when I tell you, I read every single comment, and I actually <laughs> respond to as many as I possibly can. I genuinely do, and it, all our, our relationship started off a bit like that. And now, I mean, I'm with her. Like we're, we tra- probably see each other more than I see some of my neighbors. I, I will forever be in debt to her because she taught you how to cook. Yes, she's an amazing, she's really good. an amazing cook. I mean, literally, I remember when she came to our house. She came to our house and she said, "What do you guys want for dinner?" You know, <laughs> I'll cook. And so I was like, "Okay, well, if you're cooking, since you're the guest, I feel terrible you're cooking, but we suck at it. So okay, <laughs> but I'll buy all the ingredients." So I said, "Douglas, and I love you for." Picking out the meal to be my favorite. His favorite meal is chicken franchise with penny pasta. Yeah, and so that's in the chicken franchise sauce. So we literally got that, and she didn't have a recipe. She had nothing. She just like made it. Like she just knew her awesome. head. I was like, how do you know the recipe to all these different dishes? And then her husband <laughs> Dan is like a real estate guru. Like he's yeah. just so they're from Chicago, and they are just such lovely people. Very very intelligent, and yeah, I'm so so excited. down to earth too. Yes. I'm so excited to have them on the podcast today. And they have a little daughter. Yes. And they, you know, we just share a lot about parenting and marriage. And so without further ado, here is Dan and Erica. Yay. All right. So for for everybody who's listening, this is one of my very, very, very good friends, Erica Ekman from Everything Erica on Instagram and her hubby, Dan. And he is Dan's dad life on Instagram. There he is. He's waving <laughs> for everyone listening. Yeah, I was going to say they can't see us, right? God forbid. We are going to put this on YouTube for that reason. Exactly. Just the heating pack. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that people can get the visual if they want it. Like my oh, husband God. sitting up in his underwear. Yes. <laughs> you know, when, when Jamie and I were... When our first season aired um, on TV, um, my grandmother... And this was maybe, I want to say like five or six episodes in, I I met my grandma and she goes, I was like, what do you think of the show, grandma? And she goes, it's really, really good. But do you have to talk about your penis so much? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, grandma. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Oh, she taught me. Hater. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know you guys, which I feel like most people do because I'm always with you, Erica, but <laughs> I'm just going to give a quick rundown. So you guys are like Chicago socialites, if you ask me. But you Oh my God. You probably wouldn't call yourself that, but you definitely are. I mean, you're like a social media uh guru really and dan you're like a real estate one so and i feel like i've learned an an awful lot from from for each of you really you guys both went to business school and just super super duper smart and you're also new parents kind of of too so but i feel like you're a new parent like like every stage of it is like new right like yeah for sure you're new toddler parents right is that toddler too what are you looking at, Erica? No, I don't I know where the exact start point is, but yeah, I feel definitely feel like new parent, even though you yeah. don't remember what it's like before you had them, even though it was only two years ago and you lived like 95% of your life without them. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, in. what was life like before <laughs> them? Erica, I think well, you were saying that the number one question you get when it comes to you and I is how did, how we met. So can you explain to everyone how we met? Yeah, it's such a cool story because honestly, I feel like it's one of those things that like every girl kind of like has these dreams and wishes that they'll meet people that they admire, but a lot of them are a little bit scared to maybe take that jump. So, um, I, you know, back a couple of years ago, I just started my blog. Um, I wanted to figure out ways to like partner with really cool people that inspired me. And Jamie was one of them. I was such a married at first sight fan. And so she had just come out with this really cute jewelry line. And I thought, you know what, maybe she'd be interested in me like featuring it on my blog. And that was really my only intention. Um, just kind of like getting the opportunity to like say hi and maybe, I don't know, like just thought maybe she'd be like interested in like having me feature her. That was literally my intention. So I left just a little comment on her Instagram and she responded and I literally almost fell over. I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) she just answered me. I couldn't believe it. So, um, you were so sweet. You were like, yeah, I'll totally send you a piece of my jewelry and I would love for you to feature it. And then you were like, Oh, and if you want, maybe I could feature one of your recipes on my blog. So I fell over even harder and I was like, Oh my God, this girl (laughs) wants to feature like what, what just happened? Um, so it was really one of those moments where I just took a chance and I reached out and, um, you know, it wasn't one of those things where it was like instant where we just started talking and that was it. We just, you know, started following each other. I featured you, you featured me. Um, and then I think you had reached out a couple months after that about just some business advice and then our friendship kind of blossomed organically through that. But I think it's just one of those things where like, if you admire somebody or if it's somebody that like you want to get to know, like take a chance, you never know where life could take you and you never know what just saying hi might, um, you know, where you might end up with that. Yeah, I honestly that it that sounds so inspiring even to me, even though this is our own story. <laughs> but on the flip side of it, I was also honored though. Like, first of all, I read every single comment ever. She really does. Yeah, on Instagram. I love responding to everybody. And honestly, I have made first of all, like we are such good friends now. Like you're one of my best friends. And the fact that like social media brought us together, like that's nuts. Like, and I'm so I feel so thankful that you took that chance because I have learned so much from you. I admire you so much. And like it's just, it is wild to think that, that it was like one comment Instagram that kind of connected us. And then it is, especially yeah. just knowing how close we are now. And like, I mean, you're, I mean, when something happens in my life or your life, I feel like we're the first people to tell each other things. And it's like crazy to think that like it started with a comment. It started with, you know, 
just me taking a chance and you being so receptive. And three years later, you were eating Tums at our house. Oh my God. Can we stop talking about my stomach issues? <laughs> Doug, it's you every time All right, I hang out years, with you. I talk to you, I have stomach we were, issues. Yeah. So, okay. Then four years later, we were hanging out in Times Square and eating cheese. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Is too. that better? <laughs> but then better. did you have an issue? I can't remember. No, I think my stomach was okay. After that <laughs> one. So there's that. <laughs> one time. But I, I think that brings up a, a great point is um, people surrounding themselves with um, people that they admire or people that they think are kind of better than them or more well-rounded, not so much better. But I was always the youngest in my grade growing up and, and I would always play sports against older kids. And it was one way to get better and to better yourself. And when you, when you're forced to play up to a certain level, it, it brings your game up. And I think that networking is something that everybody should get a little bit better at, well, us especially. But this is the thing though, is that I don't think it was neither one of, I guess you were trying to network, weren't you, Erica? But you did it so in organically a, that I didn't in even. No way. But yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was networking, but it was also just like, it was just one of those things where I knew that I wanted to expand, you know, my brand. And I was looking at somebody who I just felt had an amazing brand and someone that I looked up to. And it was, it was networking, but it was done definitely a little bit more organically. Like I yeah. wasn't, you know, going to a meetup. I was just kind of putting myself out there. And I mean, the worst someone can ever say is no or not answer you. So as long as you have a thick skin and you just don't care, if you, if I message 10 people and one person says yes, then that's all that matters. I, you've told me that advice before and I seriously live by it, even though you're so your skin is so much thicker than mine because like I get, still get scared. Like sometimes I want to, you know, email someone who I think is cool and I like just barely can. Like, you know, but anyways, um, I was actually going to say like Caitlin Bristow. I think she's like the coolest podcaster she ever. She is so cool. And like literally I'm like... And she's I've been on her podcast before. Her podcast is Off the Vine in um, Grape Therapy. I don't know if anyone else has listened to it. But if you need a good podcast to listen to, this is totally... She has no idea that I'm even saying this. But like, trust me, her podcast will like have you on the floor laughing every single episode. It's She's so funny and she's so relatable. But now that I'm done plugging Caitlin... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dan. <laughs> Yeah. Dan's like, I'm still here, guys. Hi. <laughs> okay. So, okay. You you did deliver Aaliyah, right? Your daughter's Aaliyah. She's two. Did you deliver her? I can't remember if you had a C-section or if you delivered. Oh, I was like, yeah. I, I didn't. When you said delivered, I thought Jamie's like, great did with I, segues. Did I actually give birth? I did give Jamie's birth. great with segues. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to work on that. <laughs> so that was smooth. Yeah. Sure no, you don't I want me to take this one, Jamie? <laughs> yeah. I was more of an Erica question. <laughs> Uh, I, I did. I did deliver my daughter. Um, no, so yeah, I was. I it was a vaginal birth. Yeah, I knew that, but I. I don't know. I just. I've now, been uh, Dan, did you watch? I was next to her, but I was trying not to peek too hard because I didn't want it to ruin <laughs> that area. Okay, gotcha. wait a minute. So, yeah, go let's ahead. just stop there because. I need to know from a man's perspective, genuinely. Tell us the truth, guys. Do you feel like it? Like you look at our vaginas differently? <laughs> That's oh my weird. God. I I waited until the head was showing. To but look. do you feel like you look same? At, you did too. I waited until the you head was to. like most the way out, yeah, and I wasn't looking at like the straight on angle. I was like sitting next to her, right. and I peeked to see 
the baby's head because I was yeah, like, or or the bucket that was on the floor catching whatever was there. <laughs> yeah, before I just did, I didn't want to get. Could you imagine if you got like scarred from that and you're like, yeah. you can't get that image out of your head? Like I was That's not going to risk that. I was like, I'm just going to not really look. So props to those who do. I I I don't know. I I kind of. I, I was just so curious as to what it would look like for because I haven't even seen any of like the the videos that they have for that they show you or from gym class or wherever <laughs> the class is. I don't know. Um, don't they show family life, whatever? Uh, something like that. Um, so I, I was I was genuinely curious, but um, yeah, I I didn't know what to expect, and and then yeah, she came it out was, of my hoo-ha. It was magical, and I didn't look at it after. Actually, really I did look it at magical? it. After. Yeah, that yeah, was so I mean, romantic. It was like like you, you're pushing something out that shouldn't fit out of that yeah. area, and how it comes out that way and alive, and it's just it's it's so it's tough to comprehend. But then you see your daughter, and then it kind of like takes everything away. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, propping up a second camera for YouTube right now, just in case you're curious what I'm doing. Jamie's great with segues and conversation stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're talking about the magic of birth and Jamie's like, <laughs> right. Jamie's like I'm just YouTube. setting up a camera. It's like, I got yeah. this great cat video I got to watch real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Send, send me the link to whatever yeah. video you were pulling up and I'll, I'll watch it later. <laughs> we actually did film. Oh, man, you're cracking up. I we I did film the the actual birth. Yeah, we and we did film. Well, I mean, it was on Married at First. I was going to say, yeah, did you have a camera crew there? I filmed yeah. I filmed the private one for us personal really use for personal use. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it didn't. I always go back to that the, image and video. The, mid, the midwife blocked it because I really wanted. What to are see you her doing with this camera? Off. I'm it's sorry. like the first time that you've ever propped up a camera on YouTube to be able to see. So I have this camera here. Oh my god! I'm really ruining our podcast episode yeah. because I'm being so preoccupied. Yeah, we are not going to be re- repeat customers of this. I'm, I'm drinking that Gatorade. <laughs> Why can't you know, I have to use that as a prop to hold right. this anyway, thing up? Anyway, I wasn't expecting how much um, recovery time was was needed afterwards because it was the baby uh, Henley was. What, what was she like? The a baby two, Henley. Yeah. Our daughter like, Henley. Her, well, no, she was like a good two pounds heavier than what everybody thought. Yeah, my mother-in-law thought she was going to be five pounds. Turns out she's over eight yeah. pounds. Not by much, but still. Mm. And I don't know what they call that, but you were kind of stretched out. Um, oh, yeah, I was what do they call that thing? Yeah. Yeah. You genuinely don't look at our hoo-hahs like, differently? like, Or do you? Like as a man? I wonder if I you, don't. you don't Mm-mm. still like it just as much. Yeah, oh. yeah, you, you're well kept. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Dan. Yeah, say again. I I intentionally didn't look, so I think if I did, it might have changed my perception. Maybe not at all, but I wasn't willing to take that risk, so I didn't look. So exact same as before. But you did kind of look. Yeah, I saw, I saw the I saw the baby's head though, but I was behind oh. her. I wasn't in front of her, so I didn't see. I just saw like gotcha. the head coming out. Oh, yeah. So I. It was kind of a conscious decision. And I think Erica told me, she's like, dude, do not, you shouldn't look. And I was like, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I did not want a, that on me. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have that conversation. Yeah, no, I actually, no instructions? No. I really wanted to you know, record it. I wanted to see her coming out of me like so badly. Mm-hmm. 
because I knew it happened so fast because I work in labor and delivery. So like I knew... She checked her own dilation. I really did. Oh my God. I really did. Well, I was in the bathtub texting you, Erica. <laughs> yeah, like, I, remember I don't that. think this is real. I don't think this is real. And you're like, yeah, no, it's probably not. <laughs> and then the next morning, there she is. Yeah. But yeah, oh my before, God. before I uh, went to the hospital, I literally checked myself because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't... It wasn't like false alarm because I'm a labor and delivery nurse. And I felt like that I would like the walk of shame of like having to like, I don't know, to like go in and false labor. Like I felt like I would just be look so silly or something, which is, that's the silly thing. You worried too much. Yeah, I worried way too much. But um, breastfeeding, that's like a whole other topic. Ugh. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric. So let's go from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Let's talk about well, breastfeeding. You know what? Funny you mentioned that. Before we go from the bottom to the top, Erica, how freaking painful is it after having a baby? Oh my God. So let me just tell you a quick, really quick little story. Another little bit of a bathroom story for you because apparently I'm full of them. <laughs> but um, so after I gave birth, they take the catheter out. And you know, Jamie, I drink a lot of water. I'm somebody yeah. that I tried to drink like a gallon a day. Well, this was no different during birth. Like Dan had a couple of bottles of water there. And every time I was pushing, I was drinking like another half a liter, like I was pounding water. So they took the catheter out and I really had to go to the bathroom again. And the nurse was like, no, I don't think you have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, no, I was like, you don't understand. I have to go. She's like, we just took your catheter out. The bag was full. You don't have to go. I'm like, miss. And meanwhile, my meds are wearing off. So I'm in so much pain. I'm like, miss, I have to go. Please just let me go. And she was like, I can't, like, you don't have to go. So I peed all over the delivery table, like oh. covered the whole delivery table. She came oh back in. She was so upset with me. And then um, I got really mad at her. And I was also like the pain meds had just started kicking in like the whatever they give you the hydrocodone. And I was kind of loopy. So I peed on her the second time. <laughs> oh, my aim? God. Did you aim for her? You know, there was a little aim going on. Yeah. How could she aim? She's a girl. We can't aim. Oh, unconsciously aiming. Girls oh, my God, aim. Erica. It was so bad. It was the worst pain I'd ever felt in my life. Dan, I'll tell you, like he had a Lee in his arms. He had to go put her down on like the weighing station and come over to me because I was screaming bloody murder. Like because of the peeing or because of... Because I had pressure? to pee so bad and it was just so much pain going on and the epidural had just worn off and the drugs hadn't kicked in and it was probably the most pain I've ever felt in my whole life. Yeah, I believe you because and I don't think anybody knows until they've experienced it, you know? like it's I horrific she broke my tailbone too coming out so i was also like not i didn't know at the time so i'm dealing with a broken tailbone like i had three tears my urethra was teared and i had to pee it and was so, horrible and just just the peeing did you call your daughter a huge pain in the ass then <laughs> for like six months yeah. or a pain in the vagina <laughs> pain in the vagina pain in the the whole right area yeah okay so it's like breastfeeding yes yeah, <laughs> It's actually a good segue, honestly, because um, because my tailbone was broken, breastfeeding was so difficult for me because I couldn't actually sit down. Um, unfortunately, like sitting was entirely too painful. So I'd have to stand up and walk around and actually breastfeed her while standing. Um, and it was really, really stressful on me. Um, I ended up breastfeeding for about exclusively about two weeks. Um, I just wasn't getting a lot out. And I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you need to start supplementing. Um, so we did. And the second I gave her a bottle, I mean, it was like, that was it. Like 
She never latched again. She finally slept for the first time in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at Dan and I was also working full time. And I was like, I don't think I can... I don't think I can do this. So I, I stayed pumping for another couple of weeks and I would give her little bits here and there of whatever pumped out of me, which wasn't very much. But, um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, fed really is best. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think had I kept going, I would have done detriment to not only her and her health, but me as well. Yeah. Well, on that note, I just had a question for you. Well, you never know how much is coming out. Like, Right? Well, I mean, when she's latched, but when you're pumping, yeah. you can. When you're it. pumping, you know. And I would get, right. I mean, for any moms out there who know, I would get one ounce total between two breasts after 45 minutes. That's nuts. It was awful. Mm. You know, and just the nurse and me, like, I'm sure there's people listening who are also nurses that are going to be like, yeah, no, but you, there's more that comes out when the baby actually nurses. So that's true. But still, like, one ounce total for a two week old baby after 45 minutes is just not enough. Mm-hmm. And if your baby's not gaining weight, then you know that you're, she's not getting enough. Um, totally. But like I, it was like, listen, like the nurse, I already have it. Like the nurse, the nurse, like parade behind me, like in my head, like, cause like you really do, like you learn over and over and over again that like breast milk is so important and you, ha- you know, let's really encourage these moms to breastfeed and, you know, breast, breast, breast. And, and it's, and we never like say breast is best, but we always say like, Breast milk, like we always just so even me, like I had this big pressure to make sure that I could breastfeed and like make sure that my baby got this breast milk and it's so important. And I like, like she latched and it was like painful. I mean, I had Doug saw I had like craters for nipples. They were like cracked and bleeding and like just disgusting. Like, I don't know. I think for for guys out there, um, it's I I don't know how you made it a year. I really don't. And I, because I know how much you wanted to, but I was in a position where I couldn't say anything, <laughs> you know, where it's like, if you wanted to, if you wanted to quit and just switch over, I'd be like, okay, fine. Cause I, I just, it's for guys, they, we don't know that we don't know how painful it is or it's just painful to watch sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's the cool thing I love about you, though, Jen. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. Yeah. He really would. Like, that's the truth of the matter. That's why we work out because you really would. Like, if I wanted to use cloth diapers, he was game because I did, but I never did because secretly I, mean, I was not. Okay <laughs> but he was game. And like, I was like, breast, I want to breastfeed. But like, if the she goes I through said, like a week of hippie thoughts and then goes back <laughs> to regular thoughts. But yeah, no, I hear you that it's it's really hard. So I thought, it, but I think it's interesting that you know I breastfed for a year exclusively, and and you know I think there's a lot of moms who can relate with you, Erica. Like you know you try your best you, for whatever reason it didn't work out, and then there's almost like I actually remember you wrote a really heartfelt blog about this where it was like you almost feel shamed like as a mom because you weren't able to breastfeed your baby, and because like that's the whole thing right now, and it's true. Like it's it's like like force fed to us, like that we, the breast is best and we've got to use breast milk. And, and it's true. Breast milk is best, but there's a reason why formula is invented. Clearly there's like scholars who like grew up on formula. Aaliyah is so, in- so intelligent. I mean, Aww. she's like so advanced. So, I mean, so for any other mom out there who wasn't able to breastfeed, I feel like they can relate with you, Erica. Is it kind of self shaming um, in the sense that, is it just like a perceived thought? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That it's shameful to not. I think, I, to be honest with you, I think as women, like no matter what we do in that situation, we're shamed. If we don't breastfeed, yeah. then we're shamed. If we breastfeed and we're doing it in public, we're shamed. Oh, yeah. It's like there's really no winning in that situation, which is you know kind of unfortunate because it's probably the single hardest decision that you make as a mother early on is you know to breastfeed and if you can and if you can't. Um, mm-hmm. So it just it bums me out thinking that like no matter which way you choose, you're going to feel some level of shame during that process. I totally 100% agree because that that is just the truth of the matter. It's like it's the same thing as like whether you bounce back after after being pregnant or not. It's like oh if you're if you bounce back then like you're kind of shamed like you're so oh, 100%. Real. But if you don't bounce back then it's kind of like oh she still got the baby weight on and it's like she just can't win one way or the other. So it's like whatever just be you, just be healthy it's, and happy. Did you see Jana Kramer? She just posted um this picture a week postpartum. I mean, girl went back to work like so much props to her. Yeah. And people were body shaming her and saying like how did you get back so quick? Like this is ridiculous and I'm worried for you and oh it's just gosh. really really sad because at the end of the day everyone has a different body. Mm-hmm. It's also like camera angles and you know yeah. it, you can't judge a book by a cover. And it's so true. It's just, it's evident with some of the stories we hear. And so it bums me out to think that like women were dealing with so much during that time period. And then we have to deal with all of that on top of it. I totally agree. Like the hormones in general, like we were talking earlier about, we were literally just texting yeah. earlier and you were telling me about this note that you had written to Dan that you actually never like shared with him. Is it okay? Surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise, Dan. There was a note. <laughs> yeah, you, Jamie, you actually read the note. Dan has never read it, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that note almost had me in tears. It was like a really, really sad note. It, but what's most sad is that when I read it, like I could feel your pain almost. Like you really felt so unloved and like undesired and not like not beautiful or worthy. And that was like, what, a few weeks after having Aaliyah, you wrote that? Yeah, it was pretty close to after having her. What's crazy is if you had asked me at that time if I was depressed, I would have said no. Um, and it's so wild that like in hindsight, looking back on things, like you do realize that like you had depression. Um, I had no idea. I just like was living life thinking that this was normal to feel these horrible feelings. I mean, you read the things I was saying. Like, I mean, they were pretty intense yeah. feelings. So, um, Dan, did you have a hint of this at all? Yeah. So we. It was kind of tough because like Erica was not clicking with Aaliyah. I think the first like probably two months, I think I clicked with her a little bit quicker because like I hadn't probably because I hadn't gone through what Erica had gone through. Like first, like physically, like you're you're not yourself. You have like this extra, you know, weight that you're you're carrying on, so you don't feel great about that. And you just you just lost like, you know, a seven pound baby plus all like the extra fluid. So it's just like you have all these hormones going around. So I think, yeah, I mean, um, just the hormones alone could, could make it super difficult to just, you know, realize what you just gone through, you know, and like now you have this new life that you have to take care of. So I was like going to work because I just, you know, started my company and I was going to work every day and I would come home and, you know, I would see Aaliyah and I'd be so excited and Erica would like immediately pass her off to me because that's, the other aspect is like Erica wasn't sure what being a mom was. Neither of us were. So we were like, yeah, you know, Erica can kind of work from home and also have a baby. And it's like, well, if you work full time, <laughs> you like definitely can't do that. But we were just kind of like 
winging it and she just had so much on her plate that like she just wasn't able to connect with with Aaliyah um, as fast so I was I didn't want to say anything what am I gonna like go up to be like hey this is weird you're not connecting with the baby like it's a really hard thing to kind of kind of bring up um so I knew that she was like a, a little bit a little bit off and like I would ask her kind of like the wrong questions I was like you know gently like oh you know when I come home you like hand her off to me really quick like is everything you know okay which is again is probably the wrong question because there's probably like a deeper rooted yeah. um, issue to it and I, I wasn't trying to you know gloss over it I just had I mean same as, as Erica didn't know she was depressed I didn't really know either I just knew that she kind of like, wasn't yeah go ahead I was gonna say is is there a a, a way to, like a good question to ask or is there a way to ask that question yeah, I mean that's a good question. I obviously I think, didn't didn't so maybe Eric can answer. I know that. everybody's different, obviously, but is I mean if if guys are seeing that, is there anything that that we could say that can kind of not come off? I think the negative? best thing to say, honestly, is you know what can I do to help? Um, I think that leaves it open ended enough for you to feel comfortable maybe expressing what they, you need from them or expressing how you're feeling. I think for me, you have to imagine, I went back to work right away, um, thought I could handle being a mom. So I was in survival mode. He would leave for work at 8am and I was running two full companies while trying to take care of this newborn. And so for me, it wasn't like, oh, let me take care of her and like coddle her. It was like, how do I keep her like needs met and then also run my business at the same time? So when he'd walk in the door at night, I was just like fried i was like i don't and you start to resent you literally start to resent your husband your baby everything um it was really just a really really tough time and finally around three months in i looked at him and i said i need help i i can't do this um and you know the depression started to alleviate itself a little bit once i got help um we hired some some day help started off part-time ended up going to full-time pretty quickly after. But um, yeah, I mean, asking for help is like, I feel like my always my number one tip for any new family is ask for help and don't be scared. Yeah. Don't, and don't be ashamed of having help either. There's no shame. You know, where I'm where I, like my family, you don't really like having a nanny is like almost like frowned upon and that. I don't know why, but on like the farm on the farm, <laughs> well, I don't live on a farm, but you know, like it, I guess we live like a bit more of a simple life and it was almost like truly frowned upon. Like, I don't know, like almost like why can't you take care of your own kids kind of thing. But like when you're running businesses or even if you're a full-time mom, like working at something else, you need help. And some, even if you're a stay at home mom, I can imagine you still need help. Like, Oh, a hundred percent. It is like no effing joke. And you know, what's so funny that you guys said, because I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh yeah, I could still work. Well, you know, I, I, I also worked straight through. Like never we filmed a TV show like a hundred percent plus on top of that I was, you know, working as a nurse, but And I had just started a brand new job. Yeah. So when we had no help either. Like I didn't <laughs> Erica, you know this because I was like, I don't know if I could afford help. And you were like, Yes, you can. Like, trust me, you just need to get some help. <laughs> and that was the best <laughs> thing that I ever did because I mean, because then when you spend time with your daughter, it is that much more valuable because you're able to actually be present and focus and, you know, really be with her. We're really lucky because my in-laws, you know, they, I don't think they wanted to overstep at first. So the first few months were definitely rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but the minute I said that I needed help, like steady help, like every single week, 
now they watch our daughter Thursday and Friday for us. Um, yeah, thankfully they live. I mean, twenty minutes away. Not yeah. everybody. You guys don't have that. that I know your parents. Both your parents don't live in Chicago. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have any family out here. My parents actually did just buy a place out here, but it's it's still very infrequent. Like they'll come up on you know every other weekend or something. So I mean, d- really during the week we were completely on our own. Um, Dan, do you remember watching uh, watching her um, for the first time, like just by yourself at home, like during the day, like getting a sense of what Erica was going through? Because I remember the day where Jamie left. I think you flew somewhere. And it was like my first day where I had chores to do around the house and wake up with the baby and spend the whole day with the baby. And I got maybe one thing off of my to-do list for the entire day. I don't remember. It was when I got my nails done. It was when I got my nails done. No, I remember. But you you guys have to also understand, Dan is also Mr. Mom. So like, he's not your typical dad. He really took like the mothering role like really quickly. And I I would say... I mean, he was was whipping it out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, he... I will give him a ton of credit in that like, I feel like... And I felt like this since day one, he was an exact substitute for me. If uh-huh. I wasn't there, I didn't feel any worry, any concern. There was never, it was, uh, to be honest, it was somewhat of the opposite where like, I feel like he was guiding me a little bit. He wanted kids so, so bad. And I really was the one that was like, I don't know if I'm ready. And so mm-hmm. he really, not only did he want them and push for them, but then like took the lead once she was here and really like helped ease me into the role. So that's, that's it's so different than a lot of normal circumstances. Yeah. That's yeah. And I guess kind of tying it, tying it back to like the breastfeeding thing, like when you're breastfeeding at night, like the guy can kind of help out, but not, you know, not really. So like when, water. <laughs> exactly. It's in fall back asleep. We're like, yeah. when we were doing, when you're doing formula, you really like <laughs> split those, those duties. And I'm, I'm just like a way lighter sleeper and I just don't need as much sleep as Erica. So I would, I would, I would kind of just handle most of that anyway. Like if, if she woke up four times at night, I'd probably wake up like three of those times. So I think it really helped us mm-hmm. bond also because like in those moments, like it's, you know, two in the morning, you're exhausted. I just remember like sitting with her on the couch, you know, giving her a bottle, stuff like that. So I guess a pro, a pro for the the formula side is if you're a dad and you want to like, get that, you know, nighttime bonding. It's, I think it's really quick to do it. Um, and again, not a anti breastfeeding, just do, you know, silver yeah. lining to, you know, doing, doing bottles. Yeah, no, it's true because, um, I don't think Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, but I, I remember never breastfed. No, you never did breastfeed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I kind of felt like not that you didn't bond with her. I wouldn't say that because he bonded with her. He's also Mr. Mom. Like, like, I don't know about, I mean, yeah, I would say the same thing. I, I'm very motherly though, too. It's not, I'm not the same as you, Erica. Like, I think we've talked about this before, but I mean, I've always wanted kids. I mean, I want 10 of them if I could. But Doug is like so good with kids, so comfortable around them, whatever the case may be. But I think you were like almost maybe scared of her or something. I don't know. Like, I can't explain it. Like, he was always asking me everything, like if she needed to eat, if she needed to be changed, what she should wear. Yeah, I genuinely, genuinely everything. Didn't know. Everything that she ever needed, he had to ask me first. And I was like, can't you just, uh, at, at one point, I was like, pretend I'm not here. I yeah. just need to, t- to take a nap. Like, I remember when you said that. I was like, just, just pretend that I'm not here and you can't ask me any questions. Like, just figure it out. Like, I have got to take a nap. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was, 
it, some of the crying nights were just like torture. <laughs> oh my God. I you don't know, miss those. I just, Same. it was, I was trying to, you know, when, when you were breastfeeding for, I mean, you, you had breast milk for a year. So it was probably a good six months where I didn't have the bottle. I mean, we, I don't know when we started the bottle, but that was I, like, like it was always just like my job was to go get Henley and bring her into the bed. Jamie was half uh, awake. If I'm thinking optimistically <laughs> and um, just, just literally placing Henley on her boob. <laughs> I would just, I would I would pretty much latch my daughter onto your boob and that was that was it for a while and and you know once the bottle feeding came then it was kind of it, you kind of had that moment you know where your mothers have and you're looking down and they look back at you and then I would, then it started to kind of click and it started to like we had that connection and I don't know the the best thing was when she like would just smile and like even when she was young, just say when I came home, like she would just genuinely get excited. That was always the best for me. Yeah, she still does that. It's not fair. She doesn't do the same for me. <laughs> it's the best feeling. I think like one big takeaway from this though is that like it's okay not to have love at first sight. And I think so mm. many women out there don't realize that. They think like, oh, I'm not completely obsessed, infatuated, would do anything for this person. I you know, I'm a horrible mom. And the fact of the matter is like, this is a new person. And like, great if if you do feel that initial, you know, connection, but if you don't, like, it will come. Sometimes it'll come in a week, sometimes it could take nine months. But either way, like, you will get that connection with your child. And I mean, I was just looking at her tonight before we put her to bed. And I, I looked at her, I was like, do you know how much I, I love you more than any single human thing, anything on this entire earth. And she just looked at me, she's like, love you too, mama. And like, I could cry in that moment. So like, it will happen. Um, And I just never want any woman out there to feel like if they don't feel that initial connection that they're any less than any other mom. That happened to my mom with me. I think it was, uh, it was a little over a year, actually, that she had that uh, postpartum depression. And yeah, it was tough for her to to shake it. And um, yeah, my dad said it was a tough time, but she went through it. And yeah, it was just like one day it just sort of clicks. Were you the the first kid or where were you? In- I was the oldest. So it was me. And then okay. uh, 16 or 17 months later, it was uh, my sister. And then they waited a couple of years. And then, so I'm the oldest of three. And when he said our, they waited. Our friends just had, um, just had another kid. And we were saying, we were talking about, we were like, how are we going to like love another kid as much as Aaliyah? And you think like this kid's going to be born and you've had two and a half years to bond yeah. With the first one mm-hmm. and we asked him we were like how we're like did you do you bond immediately he goes three months before like i even like cared <laughs> he was like Aww. he was like because the wife is is taking care of the you know of the baby primarily and he's kind of like he's he's totally mr mom when it comes yeah. even more than i am with Aaliyah. like the daughter just absolutely loves him so he has his one daughter and he was like man it took me like three months before i was like started to love this baby so. Yeah, when, well, I mean, we we found out that we were um, what was it a chemical pregnancy or something like that yeah. or something. But it came out. Um, she took a pregnancy test and it came out positive. And I just remember, I, it was it was weird. Like I, I was happy, but it was almost like I felt bad for Henley. It was <laughs> it was weird because I was like, oh, I don't want to take time away from Henley. You know, like I love this kid more than anything, and I don't know how I would take a new person coming coming in i just think about how much i love my siblings yeah. and how like 
I couldn't imagine my life without, that's a good without my brothers. That's, a great that's way the way I thought of it. Where it's like, yeah, maybe you, you, you lose a little bit of attention from, from the dad, but then they have this other person that's their mm-hmm. age. That's going to be with them forever, you know, hopefully forever, you know, like we're not going to be around forever. So to be able to give them, you know, a brother or sister yeah, or two, I, if we're, you know, if we're fortunate enough, that's like such a great gift you can give yeah, them. We're, we're hoping uh, for a brother for Henley. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a girl. <laughs> I kind of want her to have a sister first and then two little boys after. We oh my God, kids. you guys, that's a lot of babies. I can't yeah. wait though. I am ready to work my tail off for them because you just like you said, Dan. Get a little bit more romantic. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, you already got your pants off. What more do you do? That's how we end every podcast. <laughs> you put in your part, man. You put in your part for sure. Right. I'm giving the vibe Strip, right strip podcast. Don't we want baby them. number two. <laughs> uh, you may get lucky tonight, Jim. Just saying. You play your cards right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I could sit here and talk to you guys all day for real. Uh, but I'm curious if you guys have a favorite, um, like mom life or like dad life, like quote or like motto that you live by. Like, are we wrapping it up? Yeah, we're okay. we're, we're wrapping it up. Yeah. Okay. Although I actually really wanted to ask them, like. What's how their sex life was after like after being pregnant? We could do that another time. Well, now that I brought it up, I may as well put them right on the spot. I'll let Dan take that one. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough because, like, for the first like I can't remember if it was six weeks uh, or like eight weeks, but you you can you like it's not safe to have sex for two months, and then you've got this gigantic change going on, and you're sleep deprived and like i know for the first like six months probably like when my head hit a pillow within like 20 seconds i was asleep just because we were running on like four or five hours of sleep a night and like even when we had a night nurse which we were we were able to do for a little bit you're still just like on edge like you just keep waking up every like two hours so you yeah you really have to really have to make time for it um and make it a priority like schedule it if you have to like make sure that you're you're making sure that you do that because it's really easy to like slip through and go like three weeks without without having sex like without even thinking about it either exactly yeah like we've we've never gone more than like a month um which a month is you know a long a pretty long time i don't you know there's other people that can make it even longer but yeah it's really easy just to like just go through that routine with with lack of sleep and new baby so can definitely be can definitely be tough and then i was always a big fan of not having the baby sleep in the room yeah he was like adamant that she was never going to sleep in our bed because then she even overnight when she cries yeah because then she doesn't ever leave our bed and so we are for i think we're for i'm fortunate that i married someone like that because i definitely would have been like here's the boob let's just all go to sleep (laughs) Aaliyah was in her crib within three days that's, that's, see, that's awesome. crazy. I we're just like not doing it. That's so smart. I mean, I think that's really smart. I remember this is so sideways, but like, like sideways topic, but sleep training, like Erica was like a huge supporter of it. And I remember like, we would have like talks, like, you know, whether or not like what we felt about it. And I was so opposed to sleep training. So I was like, you know, it just, I just thought for me, I didn't want my baby to cry. I wonder if she needs me. Like, I just was like, well, I don't mind getting up with her. But there comes a time when you just break. Like, you, I mean, 
it's unbelievable. And then the, the, the like the, you go into putting, you go into putting her down. Like, I don't want to put her down tonight. You do it. Can you do it? Can you get the first cry? Can you get the, yeah. Like we would put her down. No, in two hours she'd be up. So it'd be like, okay, if I put her down now, then in two hours, you're the one getting up with her. And then it would be like two hours from that. She's crying again. Like she just, she just constantly needed to be cuddled to go to sleep. And so then I, I like broke and I just, um, my, one of my nursing colleagues actually told me about like the Ferber method and sh- she told me this book to read. And so I read the book and, and honestly, like I didn't even have to read the whole entire book. I read enough to realize that I'm not, I'm not hurting my baby. She's not going to be like mentally like damaged if I, and like, it, that sounds like so, I don't know, cold, but like, she's not going to be mentally damaged. I'm actually teaching her to self-soothe, which is a really important skills to have. She sleeps be- longer now. She has better quality sleep now. But the, the thing is, is that it, it's not an easy feat. Like you guys know, because you slept, you guys did the sleep training early with Aaliyah, which is so smart <laughs> because then you could sleep like, yeah, I think some, sleep. yeah, I think so many people, there's such like a bad rap about it, but if you do it responsibly and you're, you're really, you're realistically, like you're giving them a much better quality of life. Like you said, like they're getting more sleep. They just don't know. You have to teach them. That's your role as a parent is to teach them these skills. And, um, we did the same thing. We did the gentle Ferber method and, you know, within two days she was sleeping through the night. And I think that, um, it's just something that you, it's not even about if they're ready. It's if you are ready. So hundred percent it because they are ready. Know, they're ready. I mean, she was oh, yeah. ready. We did it around six months. Um, took two days and I can count on like literally my hands how many times she's woken up in the middle of the night since. Yeah, no, I, it is. You know what's so funny is that awesome. I remember actually going to your house in Chicago and spending the night and I remember you just put Aaliyah in, your, in her crib and she just goes to sleep. And I was like, and I remember like you would show me video of like, you know, her just like playing in there in her crib, not crying. And I'm like, she doesn't cry when she's alone in the crib because like, <laughs> before we ever slept train, like if she was awake in the crib, it was just screaming. Like she had never, she never felt comfortable in there without like us being in there also. That's because that's all she knows. You know, she's like, okay, I cry. I get my parents. Like, of course she's going to keep crying. That's all she knows. I've seen Jamie go into Henley's crib with it. Got, I mean, it got really bad. Like, <laughs> like I really climbing did. In and she was like, wait. Yeah. So I literally climbed in that crib with her more than once. I like set up a bed. It's like, what is she floor. doing in the baby monitor? I'm looking at this like, <laughs> what is she doing? Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm like, you asshole. Like, I'm like, I can't sleep at all. You're sleeping. But he had, you know, he had the regular nine to five. But I'm like, I was just so effing tired. So anyways, we, we did get to our breaking point. And, and now I'm in like, just to like, put it out there. Like I wouldn't recommend sleep training before six months. I think I think like they say five to six months is when the baby is like actually ready for that. Like before you do need to address whenever every single time they cry because they don't know like the difference and that's how they learn to trust you. But at like the six month mark, yep, they're definitely ready for it. <laughs> you can tell you can tell when they're ready too. It's it's like you just know. And we took the cue from our doctor. Like our doctor was the one that said she should be sleeping through the night. There's no reason she should mm-hmm. be waking for a feed. And then we said, okay, you know, there's no reason she should be waking for a feed. Let's do this. And like you said, same as you, two nights, that was it. And it never looked back. And any mama out there who hasn't slept trained, you're like, yeah, right. It's never going to happen for me. That's That was me. I was like, yeah, but that's not going to happen for me. Like I can't picture my daughter, like just putting her in the crib it's like, it's like crazy. Like I still am like shocked that I can, I literally tonight we have our routine, like our normal bedtime routine. And then I put her in the crib. She's awake when I put her down. And then within five minutes, she puts herself to sleep. She stays asleep all night long. Although she does wake up around like four or five or so. And we do give her a bottle. 
I feel like that's like frowned upon, but we do because like we just give her the bottle and she goes right back to sleep. <laughs> and then we get yeah. another like six hours and we're like, yes. <laughs> I have a friend that does that with like a three-year-old. They like just like having a bottle in the morning. It's like, whatever. If you don't care, if you don't mind, yeah, just give them, you know, whatever you guys want to do. It's, it's, yeah. it's totally cool. You know, that's exactly it too. Like that's exactly it though, is that like whether or not you want to co-sleep with your baby, if you don't mind, then don't, then do who it. Don't mind either. Yeah. Like yeah. for that, like we knew we want to, start trying for baby number two like pretty much immediately and we're like well that's not gonna happen with a baby in our bed so that's the for me that was the only reason why she she wasn't like snuggling with us and i never felt comfortable because i always wake up excited douglas (laughs) he he just has to go there (laughs) jamie if you ever do want to if you ever do want (laughs) to if you ever do want to wean her off that bottle (laughs) yeah you guys are gonna keep talking (laughs) If you ever do want to wean her off of that um, middle of the night bottle, we had that same thing for a while um, and we got a great tip and it worked. So the first night you give her, you know, her regular bottle and every night you reduce it by like a half an ounce or an ounce. And usually by the end when they're only getting about a half an ounce, they might like wake up and like "Eh, eh, eh," for a second, but they're like, so not they're over it at that point. And that's how we got Aaliyah off that four or 5 a.m. feed. Really? Because I was just saying to Doug, I want to try to get her off like, like the our instead routine. of cold turkey. I think that that is pretty. Yeah, I mean, because our routine advice. right now is we do um like the bath, and then we do we should do book. God, we're like I feel like we're bad parents. We don't always read her a book before bed, but sometimes she's just. <gasps> I let her tired. watch TV. It's the same thing. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> We've been watching The Lion King. We sing songs. We love yeah. it. I can't wait till she can play PlayStation I... 4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. you never know until you try it. Give her a, give her a remote. And her, her 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 I give her a fake remote so she doesn't F with my remote when I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I wanted to do cold turkey because she's almost a year and a half. So I was like, you know, we just like, let's just try this. Like we slept trained and we figured that out. We went like one nap trying no, the no bottle thing. But she, you know, she just likes having a bottle and then she gets a pacifier. We snuggle a little bit and I put her in. That's it. Like, so, but yeah, maybe I'll, we will try that. Like just instead of cold turkey, I'm such an all or nothing. Okay. At this point though, I feel like we really are like, I mean, this is like, I could just talk to you all day. We're on the phone talking, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, okay. So any, do you have any, like, what are your top tips for keeping your marriage hot and parenting cool? Just or, one. Or favorite quote. Dash one. Uh, Dan. Dan, you want to start? Keep so it was okay, keeping so- parenting cool and marriage hot. I feel like those are two very different I got nothing that fills like both of those. Oh well no, you can do one or the other. It doesn't but that's our that's by the way, Dan. That's that's the name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I yeah, got a Dan. better I mean, so Erica, so Erica told me we were coming on, and I knew I knew nothing about what was going. Thanks on. a lot, Dan. Well, <laughs> thanks a lot, Erica. Well, <laughs> well, sure, blame it on me. Yeah, Erica. That's when hey, you know you're if, definitely really good. Like you're it hasn't friends. really been made public yet. So <laughs> yeah, how would you know? So, so has anyone made like a bomb comment that fits both of those buckets? Because well, to be in all honesty, you guys may be the first person. So I'll give an example. To, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep things moving along. So for for the um, hot marriage, one thing that Jamie and I started to do was every Friday night, no matter what, we would go on a date night, which mostly was going out to dinner and Target. Yes. That's the only thing open at like nine. <laughs> and we would go and we would wait until the baby's asleep. So 
wait until the sitter put the baby in bed so he can go <laughs> home and just not have anything to do. But that got us, I mean, that got us out of the house. And even if night. I was coming home uh, late, yeah. we would go out on a, on a date every Friday night, have a sitter and come home at yeah. night. And, and We would literally have one night a week where neither one of us had to put the baby down. And, and it, it was, was like heaven. But that's yeah. before we slept right. Like so now that's my tip. Okay. But we haven't actually had that date night in a couple of weeks. We got to fix that. Yep. Okay. Erica, what's your tip? Um, well, so I have a little less of a tip and more just like in general, like a mantra that actually Dan and I both really live by when it comes to a that relationship. So we like to think of a relationship like the foundation of a house. Um, and if your foundation is solid and you have the same morals, the same beliefs, the same integrity and all of that then like the house itself and like what's painted on it and the shutters and all of those things don't matter and the shutters are things like do you guys like the same activities are you guys you know like is one of you super into something and the other one isn't um we just believe that it's all of it yeah no we just (laughs) we just don't think that the little things matter in life as long as our foundation is like solid um the little things like the paint color and the shutters don't matter. So I just, yeah. just always keep that in mind why you married the person and you guys are going to change over the years, but you're who you are as a person, your core, that foundation that that house is poured on is always going to be rock solid. I love that. Great I mean, tip. our foundation, we were strangers. So, I mean, there's that, but I, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Building that. a foundation. <laughs> but no, what do they I call really that don't. a modular home? We, we bought it. You <laughs> just pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Just, put together. <laughs> just put it right down. It was like prearranged. Right. <laughs> but well, uh, no, and then do you guys have like a favorite quote? We want to end each podcast with like a favorite quote. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be anything like other than... Yeah, what the heck was that? I think a bird just ran into yeah, our window. Really? Oh my goodness. But right, do you guys have right. a favorite quote like that you just live by? Yeah. So this is going off of the home thing. I like to say that marriage is like a home maintenance. When the smoke detector starts beeping, you fix it. You don't go and buy a new house. Oh, that's deep. Right. It's deeper than mine. That's really <laughs> It's like, wow. I was going to like say that. today is tomorrow's yesterday. <laughs> that's just... Like- <laughs> I guess that's deeper, actually. <laughs> well, no, it's so true. I think especially in the first couple of years of marriage, it's like something yeah. happens and you're just like, oh, well, I don't know if this is going to work. But like reality is like it's like a house. Like if something's broke, you fix it. You're not going to go and put your house on the market just because like something small is wrong. And you have to remember that, you know, all of these things are fixable. You just have to work on them. Yeah. And if it's something small, like have patience and also like, you know, uh, like compromise and learn that you have to grow. Like neither one of you are perfect. So like try to compromise and grow together. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for, for being on the show. Yes. Thank you for having us. We love you yeah. guys. So for everybody who loved hearing Erica's advice, she's everything Erica on Instagram and she's at everything Erica.com. And Dan's dad life is her hubby, Dan. And he has the cutest, sweetest little Instagram I love following him and you guys can follow him at Dan's dad life at Dan's dad life. At <laughs> <Dan's> dad life. <laughs> He's really funny. Follow him. He's really funny. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on. This Thank show. you. I would love you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Jamie Otis, Jamie Otis, Jamie Otis. <laughs> Jamie Ener. It's actually Jamie Ener. And Otis. Just, just so everyone knows, it's Jamie N. Otis. There's an N. And Otis, and Otis, and Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Give Aaliyah hugs and kisses for us.
We will. Same to Henley. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh my gosh, I love them. They are the best. We can honestly talk to them for a while. I, you and Dan are like the same person. Mm-hmm. It's, we had such a good time on New Year's. Wait, was it New Year's? No, no, it wasn't New Year's. Talk. I'm like, what? Every time I go to Times Square, I think it's New Year's. That's so funny. <laughs> That's terrible. That's really terrible. How cliche. No, we went to Manhattan with them. It was a cheese event. It was a, it was for Dorothy's cheese, actually, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite cheeses. And Dorothy's cheese won an award. I've it, never, I've never had so much cheese in one. Oh night. my gosh. There was cheese like the every, I mean, it was unbelievable. I wish we had a picture, but yeah. you couldn't see a picture anyways through a podcast. The story behind Dorothy cheese, though, is what is amazing. Yeah, this woman was like truly a pioneer. But uh, yeah, we had such a great time with them. We, we met with them in Manhattan. And then I've been out to Chicago to see her. And she's just such a yeah. great soul. So yeah, I'm so glad that you guys stuck in and listened to what the podcast today. And if you are someone who is trying to like begin family planning, or if you want any information on that, mm-hmm. you've got to tune in for next week because we have... Something Devin near G- and dear. Something near and dear to our heart I mean, with fertility and pregnancy. And I mean, especially now after having one child and then going for a second, it's, you know, you can never know enough about fertility and what to do before and what to do if you can't. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also, I mean, there's a lot of women that struggle with infertility. So and even men and also, and so like if you have, just trust me, if you have any of these issues or concerns and, or if you're family planning at all, uh, definitely tune in to next week's episode. It's all about uh, infertility and fertility from uh, Deb and Jake from Fertility IQ. And we're just going to share a lot of like, um, I guess, details and infos and tips. So I have so many questions for them. I mean, I can't wait. I, I genuinely want to see if the position, sexual position leads to a boy or a girl. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. I think they would be the ones to know. I guess if anybody knows, they would know. But I'm going to go with no. I hate to ruin your your thunder. Well, I guess we'll have to wait. Yeah, we'll wait and find out. But thank you guys so much for tuning in today. And we will see you next week. When, Wednesday mornings is when our podcast goes live. The podcast. The podcast goes live. All right. And we love you. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.